Okay. Overall, I kind of really like um, Suicide Squad. Not Suicide Squad. Oh, good grief. It's not Black Panther. It's not Suicide Squad. <laughs> it's Squadron Supreme and Black Hammer. No, it was great. And and just to be, I, I think her oh, name's yeah. Power Princess. Oh, yeah. Power, Power Woman is, sorry. I'm doing it today. I'm telling you. I'm not going to get anything right That's this okay. entire podcast. Of... And Charles. Talk comics. Have a Charles Talk Comics, episode two. Hey, Charles. Hey, Hob. How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so excited that we did this. I was actually singing a little song in the shower this morning in anticipation of our talking comics this evening. I was like, oh, it's podcast day. It's podcast day. It's embarrassing. And I told people at work that I was going to do our second podcast. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm all a flutter about this. So last time on Hob and Charles Talk Comics, we discussed volume one of Black Hammer that we both very much enjoyed. And you pointed out to me after we had edited the entire thing and listened to it that maybe, just maybe, we should spend some time and talk about, I don't know, the plot of the comic books that we read instead of just diving in and talking about random parts of it. So we talked about Black Black Panther. Oh, there I did it again. Black Panther, Black Hammer, and then the Under Siege arc of Avengers. This week, correct. you want to tell everybody what we're talking about? We are, yeah, sure. We are going to discuss Black Hammer Volume 2, The Event, is what this one is, this, this collection is called. And the limited series from the mid-80s from Marvel Squadron Supreme, 12-issue limited series. And it just uh, like we talked about last time, you know, the whole thing is I suggest something to, for you to read. Uh, you suggested last time Black Hammer Volume 1. This time was Black Hammer Volume 2 for me. Last time I suggested you read Avengers Under Siege, that arc, and this time it was my suggestion you read Squadron Supreme. That is correct. And actually, Squadron Supreme, we were supposed to both have read originally, and we were going to do a test podcast, and then we were like, no, nah, forget this. We're not doing a test podcast. We're men. We don't practice. And we did the first one. That's, that's, that's absolutely true. That is correct. So um, which do you want to talk about first? Yeah, you know what? I was thinking about that. Uh, like in order of release, it would be chronologically to go with Squadron Supreme. Okay. Uh, but I, I, I could, I, I'm fine either way. Got it. Hop let's, goes both yeah, ways. Let's, let's, well, sure. In, in certain circumstances. Absolutely. So, yeah, no, or, or we could go with Black Hammer. I, 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 unless you have a strong feeling one or the other. Which I one, uh, really do which not. One you I read can... first. I can talk about either one. Let's let's start with uh, Squadron Supreme. Why why don't you break down what Squadron Supreme is? Yeah, so that's a there's a lot there to unpack. Squadron Supreme Marvel Marvel limited series that we read was preceded by appearances by said Squadron Supreme, mostly in issues of Avengers back in the day. And I really didn't look up how far back, to be honest with you, Charles. Maybe you did. No. No, I did not. That was on my list of things to check that, quite frankly, I never got to. That's okay. So they had made appearances. They're from an alternate Earth in the multiverse, if you will. Wait, you're saying that there's a multiverse? I I am saying that. Hmm. Absolutely. I hope they go deeper in that in Marvel Comics at some point. Right? It'd be (laughs) weird if they didn't. 
yeah, they first appeared in, so Squadron Supreme first appeared in Avengers number 85 in 1971, created by writer Roy Thomas and artist John Buscema, Buscema, I always, I've never heard his name said out loud. And it is very much a nod, tip of the hat, to the distinguished competition that oftentimes Marvel creators would, the moniker they would use to, to talk about DC Comics. Because it is just pretty much a roster of analogs for Justice League members. So uh, you, you hop in whenever you want, but I, I can just start going down the, the, the big roster of the squad. Oh, yeah, it's just a dead-on ripoff. I'm sorry, uh, homage. purposely so. It's an homage. Yeah, purposely so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hyperion is, is Superman. Amphibian is Aquaman. Wizard is the Flash. Dr. Spectrum is Green Lantern. Power Princess is Wonder Woman. Nuke is, I think, Firestorm. Captain yes. Hawk is Hawkman. Mm -hmm. Golden Archer is Green Arrow. Lark, Black Canary... Tom Thumb, although not powered, is a super scientist, so I think he's the Atom. Oh, okay. See, I uh, had nothing on him, and I did not research that. You're probably right. And I, I didn't. I, I just, quite frankly, Charles, I wrote down the names of the characters because there are so many in in, uh, in in Squadron Supreme. That is the only prep work I did. I was like, gosh, there's a lot of these. Well, Let you know, I, I appreciate that notes. you did that prep work because as we discussed yesterday, I read I read this before we did the last podcast and I have not picked it up since then. And just to round out the roster, you have Ar 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 Arcana, Arcana, uh, who is, I believe, supposed to be Zan uh, Zantana. Yes. And then, of course, last but certainly not least, Nycock, the analog for the batman so yeah and it's it's in their alternate uh, universe and the in the premise of the 12 issue miniseries that began in 1985 and if i read my thing right on the interior of the the collection i read september of 85 uh, the, the the premise of of the whole thing is they decide to try to make a utopia on earth especially in the united states uh in particular and they essentially just take control and say our way or the highway all of them except for nighthawk yeah who immediately Ooh. leaves because he doesn't yeah. want to control people. Very Batman thing to be, thing to do. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. And and then hijinks ensue. Surprise! That's surprise. true. That's true. Hijinks do ensue. Go a little deeper. The reason they decided to do that is because a the Nighthawk character, his alter ego, whose name I forget, so we'll just say Kyle not Richmond. Bruce Wayne. Um, Kyle Richmond. Kyle Richmond had become president of the United States, and then a supervillain had taken control of his mind and the minds of many other people and enslaved the world. So this is kind of a reaction to someone basically doing what they set out to do, but for evil purposes. Right, and they're going to do it for all the best reasons and with the best intentions. Even though you're right, it's, it, I was, of course, going to want to talk about that at some point. They're doing exactly what they just got done doing. And this is all done like in the first, like, I swear, like three pages. It's in the it's in the first like half of the first comic book, if not the first few pages. Where oh, they, they yeah, yeah, they get right to it. Backstory. They're like, yeah, we we got to take over the world. World bad. We good. Yeah, the, and the bad guy that took over the world that they that they encapsulize in like you know two pages. Overmind, coincidentally, controls <laughs> you know controls the mind of like you said, President Richmond, mm -hmm. alter ego Nighthawk. They just and. I was thinking there's a whole story just there that, you know, they could have done a, and I don't know that they have a whole prequel, if you will, 
to how they got to the Squadron Supreme 12-issue miniseries because that sounded like a pretty awesome story because apparently this Overmind was so mentally powerful it could, took control of all the Squadron Supreme members, the squad, or and except for Hyperion, who eventually, I think, kind of saved the day, if, if I kind of remember that part. And then that's where we start this story. Yeah, it, it is such a great, amazing story that the Justice League actually did it. And I that was one of the things I was going to look up is when the Justice League did that, because there was an arc in the Justice League where a mind controller took over Superman and caused him to run wild. And he he intimated that no matter what they did, he would never not do that again. So Wonder Woman killed him. I did not know that. I know that there's been, obviously, evil Superman, mm -hmm. Superman mm -hmm. in D.C., and a lot here recently, apparently. Yeah. During the, after she did that, the Justice League kind of got together and they made a decision that to hide that fact and brainwash some of the people in the Justice League because they voted and some of them didn't agree on it. Uh, one of okay, the people so that was, they wiped the memory yeah. of was Batman. And I think you're talking about Identity Crisis. I think. Was that Remember Identity that, Crisis? That one of the, I think it was because I... Oh, I, am I, I smashing up Identity of, Crisis and something else, which is a distinct possibility? Because identity it might be, but identity. Go ahead. No, that that yeah, that's right. That that was maybe I'm putting I'm putting two things together, um, because that was a part of identity crisis. Yes, that they brainwashed. They were brainwashing villains to not remember the secret identities of superheroes. Right. There was that and mm -hmm. identity crisis, and we're and it's fine. We're kind of going down a little rabbit trail, but it's good because. That's what was at issue here with brainwashing and the uh -huh. the brain modification machine. Yes. Identity Crisis, the little I remember of it, which I did read, uh, most of, if not all of it, the Dr. Light had raped Sue Dib uh, Dibney, mm -hmm. the elongated man's wife, and the Justice Leaguers found out, and it was a small faction of them, like Green Arrow, Black Canary, somebody else. And Zantana included, and she used her magic to wipe his memory and then also make him a, a kind of an idiot and a bumble like a just an apt criminal from that point forward. Uh -huh. And then apparently Batman walks in while they're doing that or erasing other memories, and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! No good. We're, oh, we, yeah. we're not. I we did don't just do conflate this. two different two different things. So, and so they do that to Batman, and of course, at some point, I think Batman finds out and don't make Batman angry. You wouldn't like him when he's angry. Um, but yeah, I, I, I thought of Identity Crisis, and I, I don't know I don't know exactly the other one you're talking about with the evil Superman, but I know they have done that. Well, it wasn't it wasn't evil Superman. It was mind controlled Superman. I'm sorry, mind controlled Superman. Yeah, it, it it was he took control of Superman's mind and caused horrible havoc, and then Wonder Woman killed him and. Oh, that was oh man! I apologize. I I am understanding that I totally flubbed that and mashed two of them together. I believe she see this is why I should have done research, but I had completely forgotten about that part earlier. So let's just say it was mind controlled Superman. Wonder Woman killed somebody. Batman didn't like it. A lot of the Justice League didn't like it, and there was fractures among it. And maybe I'll bring this back at some point if I can do the research for another episode. Okay. Yeah. Overall, um, I kind of really like Suicide Squad. Not Suicide Squad. Supreme. Oh, good grief. It's not Black <laughs> Panther. It's not Suicide Squad. It's Squadron Supreme and Black they Hammer. They do have S's in their names. You know, double S's. <laughs> yeah. So I can see the confusion. Yes, but let's not let, let's not abbreviate that. No. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, and then 
the other thing that I thought of when I was reading this was Civil War, the the comic book, the original Civil War. Although yes. I know not an analog to to DC. This was obviously that that was a Marvel mm-hmm. uh, series, limited series with you know things happening all over in different different books when that when that debuted way back. Uh, oh God, I, and I didn't look this up. Early two thousands, mid two thousands. No, early two thousands. Not even that long ago. Yeah, it's been a pretty good long, pretty pretty long time. So that you know. You know, the two leaders of Squadron Supreme are having a difference of opinion, and they part ways. Hyperion and Nighthawk, and of course in Civil War it was Iron Man and Cap. I, I thought of that too, just as kind of like, huh, look, looky there. And then of course there's some other stuff. I know there's been, there's been alternate Dimension DC Justice Leagues where they're evil and bad and, and all that. The Crime Syndicate and all that stuff. Marvel's take on this, albeit though, back in 1985. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Civil War was 2006. Okay. I okay. just, well, I just looked it up since I can't seem to get anything right. I decided I would fact check something. There well, was a lot the, in the, that the... I appreciated. Now, again, there was some dated. It was, I mean, it was clearly 1985 when they wrote it. But there was, there was a lot of interesting things going on. And their takes on some of the heroes were a lot of fun. Was one of the things I liked is about Power Woman was her paramour aged correctly. So if she met him in World War II, and this was 1985, he was very old, and she was still hot and Wonder Woman-y. Right. And I mean, she is just dead on, in a lot of ways, Wonder Woman. There were there are a number of shots where her her outfit is not a direct copy, but some of the time in the, in the comic books, when she's an action shot, and you know how they just kind of don't fill in all the details of a costume when they're doing an action shot from a distance or a pose? That's when it would be, okay, that, that's clearly Wonder Woman. And it was really cool. I liked it. No, it was great. And, and just to be, I, I think her name is Power Princess. Oh, yeah. Power Woman. Oh, yeah. Power Woman is, sorry. I'm doing it today. I'm telling you. I'm that's not okay. going to get anything right, right this entire podcast. That, that's that's why that's that's part of the reason I'm here. I <laughs> and and you know what? Oh, you, ha, you, fuck you! you. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned World War Two. I was wondering, World War One or World War Two? Are we sure? I guess eighty-five. Yeah, he would have been an elderly. Never mind. Don't listen to me. He would have been really old. Well, not really old Never in eighty five. I mean, it could be World War One. I. I depends on how old he was in World War Two, or if they even met in World War Two. I'm just basing that off of uh, Wonder Woman's backstory. We didn't get that much of her backstory because they weren't exactly no, the we same. Little... She she did come from a utopian uh, society, and she is kind of the ambassador of that society. Except, didn't they fly off into space because the Earth was such a shithole country? Yeah, and there was a little... They, they give a lot of just information in this comic book generally. Like, they would pack pages with a lot of words, which was I, I was fine with. But one of the things that they did do, I think she's come from, she comes from, I think, an island called Utopia. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the project was Project Utopia when they're trying to impose their will on the world. Mm-hmm. And they mentioned that her people have been given... have been genetically altered way back when by the Cree. I don't know if you remember that part of it. Oh, that's right. I do remember that. I had forgotten uh, until you mentioned it. And, and then the parallel to that is Dr. Spectrum, when he got his powers from an alien and he got the power prism or some such. Yeah. That was kind of his, the the analog for the Green Lantern ring. That mm-hmm. was given to him by a crow, I believe. So they, they, they inter, intertwined that. So, yeah. So two. we still had the Kree and the scrolls. Right. 
okay. in this in this in this alternate you know part of the multiverse. So, uh, but yeah, I did. Going back to your original thought, I thought it was very sweet and nice, and she she still loved him. And then of course, the imposter Hyperion, we find out kills him because the the fake Hyperion that was apparently a duplicate copy of the real Hyperion is, you know. Persuaded to come over by Master Menace. Maybe? Yeah, I can't remember his name. I I swear he's. I, I know he's supposed to be an analog to a DC character, but he's Doctor Doom. That, that's what I, that's exactly what I thought. I don't even know. I was wondering if they were trying to do analogs for all the bad guys because I couldn't think of one, and I really didn't Google to figure it out. I just thought that that's that's Doctor Doom. Yeah, because uh, he's the smartest guy. You know, wears a mat, wears a metal mask, all that stuff. You know, then you know, of course, that whole that's towards the end of the of the story. But yeah, there's you know, Power Princess loses Howard because the the fake Hyperion does that, and then Hyperion, the real Hyperion, and the fake one get into it, and then of course, Power Princess and the real Hyperion fall in love. And to take it back out to like a thousand foot view, you know, the whole thing about getting rid of all the guns. These people controlling everything from high on high on a hill, manipulating or controlling everybody's lives, and then the the brain modification. A lot of I'm gonna say heady stuff. That's kind of like well beyond what I think had been done before, but I don't know. It just seemed to me like there was a lot they they got in there. They really did. I want to talk about the brain modification stuff because there were some good arcs going on with that. In particular, whatever his name is, the Green Arrow analog. Deciding he wanted Golden to... Archer. The Archer? Golden Archer. Golden Archer. Okay, well, had to have a color. He decided that it was time for he and uh, their version of Black Canary to get married, and she wanted to break up with him, so he manipulated her brain, and that backfired spectacularly. Yes. <laughs> yes. It, it, it was wonderful to see him get his come up, Vince... Due to his mind rape, I felt bad for her, though, obviously, because I'm not a monster. And I don't think they ever fixed that. See, I don't think they did either. And and spoiler alert, and you know what? It's a, what, 1985 comic, so, and we said we were going to talk about it. So, all spoilers, all spoilers. Um, God, my brain's not working today. (laughs) Yeah, I I do think they did not fix it. Uh, had she disappeared or something, or she didn't want to be fixed? She wanted to love him? I can't remember exactly how that ended. She still loved him. He gets booted out because the Squadron Supreme, the squad finds out what he did, and they were like, whoa, wait a second, we're only doing this to, to criminals. <laughs> and he did it to one of our members. So guess what? You're out of here. And so then he joins up with Nighthawk, who has formed his own team to, to, to combat and make the Squadron Supreme disband and, and surrender. Yeah. Uh, at the end. And then she's seen at the very end lurking about, uh, I think her name is Lark or Lady Lark, trying to find him. And he sees her and he's like, oh no. And I, he, felt, he feels terribly uh, at the end, of course, because of what he's done. And I think he dies at the end. A lot of people die in this, Charles. Yeah. I, I don't remember how many people died. I want to say he died. Well, we, we, I don't want to... Well, that, we, we can cut to that, sure. <laughs> You were you went I, right to the death, there, man. And and in fairness, there's not a lot of death in comic books, but I guess they kind of felt like since they were playing in their own little uh, world, that's kind of a one shot that they drag in on occasion. They could kill off whoever they wanted. Yeah, I bet you. I bet you, Jim Shooter, who was editor in chief at the time, and and the 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 powers that be were like, yeah, go for it, whatever you want to do. You know, these are DC knockoffs. 
Kill, kill uh, Green Arrow. Kill him good. I mean, they um, they blinded and... they blinded Hyperion, and, and he killed his doppelganger from the microverse. Uh, it was it was um, kind of a for a utopian a, attempt at utopia. I will I will say based on a lot of people trying to force utopia on other people, there was a lot less death than could have been. Hey, my bars aren't going up on my thing anymore. Are yours? Yeah. Do you think you're not connected anymore? It's showing that you're talking. It's showing that I'm talking. That's yeah. weird. Okay. Well, as long as yours shows it's showing, I'm going. I just noticed that it is not moving at all, and now it is. That's weird. Okay. I'm sorry. So we were talking about the death. So I I, I just flipped to the, like the last page of this darn thing. So before the 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 ultimate battle between uh, Squadron Supreme and I think they called them the American Redeemers at the end. I think is what Nighthawk called his crew. That was a, a collection of bad guys and people that he they he got. Master Menace, I think was his name or whatever his name was, to develop a machine to undo the brain modification. So he got some of the ones that they converted, got them to infiltrate squad, the squad. You lost before that. Nuke had died early on in the in the in the series because he went crazy, sad, insane when he found out that his pretty much was sure his powers had killed his parents because of radiation. Gets into a scrape with Dr. Spectrum, and Dr. Spectrum envelops him in this bubble thing, like Green Lantern would do, but except he doesn't put any way for him to breathe and apparently suffocates him to death. Dr. Decibel died, was a bad guy, when he was caring for Quagmire. Not the character from Family Guy, but this guy that would ooze stuff from another dimension and i didn't know who the analog for dr decibel was either by the way yeah no i don't know a... so i'm looking at the last one of the last pages and it's they're talking about seven people nighthawk dead on arrival heart failure foxfire died in surgery an hour ago massive internal bleeding blue eagle dead on arrival broken neck pinball dead on arrival broken spine black archer died in surgery a half hour ago massive trauma to the head then thermite still in critical condition 10 percent chance of recovery and lamprey Lamprey? 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 Yeah. Lamprey, dead on arrival, all of body, not yet recovered. Yeah, because he just kind of exploded at the end. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's just, it got, it got nasty there at the end. And I, I don't know enough about the Squadron Supreme to know if, like, all combo characters, they've all come back at some point or not, or uh -huh. if these were, you know, dead, dead. So uh, it'd be interesting, because now I'm kind of interested to, to read uh, more about this group, maybe in the future. Yeah, um, and, and of course, the, we, we're always going to have the cop-out because there are multiple versions of Hyperion um, and multiple versions of that because any kind of multiverse-type thing, there's going to be multiple versions of them throughout the multiverse. So they can bring any of them back at any time just with that easy... What's the word I'm looking Oh, yeah, cop-out. Yeah, and well, there's an alternate version of Night Nighthawk in, yeah. in the Marvel 616. Yes. I think is what it's numbered. And yeah. in fact, that, that weird... That weird issue included in my little collection of Captain America, an issue of Captain America where he goes over and is, tries to recruit the Avengers and Fantastic Four a couple are there, a couple of them. You know, Cap even mentions, Hey, you look you look familiar, stranger. Yeah. Because he ex uh, he existed. So, didn't he die didn't he mention that he's dead in that? Right. I think he had he had already died in in, in, in that universe, in the Captain America Avengers universe. I liked that Captain America originally told them, no, that's your universe. Although I thought it kind of went against Cap, but 
he, his whole point was we can't control people and they can make their decisions on how they want to be controlled, uh, on who they want to govern them, except the fact was that they weren't trying to do that. They were going ahead and it really didn't bring that much to the story other than when Nighthawk went over there, he found the villains that wanted to come back with, that were willing to come back with him to fight against the um, bad guys. So I... Yeah, that's true. He did recruit those those few I, I did I did like the whole. And I don't I don't remember. You don't remember their names. Me neither. There 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 was a lot going on in in this comic arc because I mean they did it was it it lasted what six months or a year I can't remember was it going to be six months or a year that they said would at the end of this we'll step down because everything will be over with. Right. It was a year. And they and they did relinquish control back to the civilian government, to the Congress and the president and all that. Well, yeah, they did that after they realized that what they were doing was horribly wrong, and lots of their own people had died. I think they they had just done that before before Nighthawk confronts them. They I think they had just done it right before Charles. I think. Oh, okay, you may be right. I mean, you've been right so every time we disagreed like... in any way today. <laughs> <laughs> For once. Uh, I wouldn't say that. I feel bad that I don't remember the ones that went over in the Captain America issue. Captain America issue that Nighthawk recruited back. I just don't have their names. That's okay. Blanking. They're not the real, so it doesn't carpet, matter that the, you the, forgot the, them. Yeah, it's not like I'm going to run into them, <laughs> you know, when we all get together again. Oh, man, there was just a big fight in this last episode. I'm thumbing through it here on Marvel Unlimited. It's been a very interesting thing. I, I did like some of the response some of the people had in the comics that protesting the oh well we're done again hello welcome back to hob and charles talk comics this is day two of our second episode uh we'd like to apologize for technical difficulties that you'll only hear when we say oh crap we crapped out but it's been almost 24 hours since hob and i recorded this and we were talking about suicide squad nope wow evidently my my Yeah, you are fixated on Suicide Squad. <laughs> I am totally fixated on Suicide Squad. I guess I'm excited about the new Suicide Squad because it looks like it's actually going to be good. Because the great James Gunn. That is correct. Is in charge. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, th- so that would be. I told be... anybody that would listen. Go ahead. Sorry. You told anybody that would listen. Finish. I told anybody that would listen when I found out that he was doing a Marvel property, and of all properties, it was going to be. Guardians of the Galaxy, and when I found found out a little more about the lineup, and it sounded like the Avnet, Lanning, mid to late 2000s lineup, I said, if Marvel pulls this off, and I think they will because <laughs> James Gunn's doing it, they're going to be untouchable. I swear to God. I told, like, I, I told full disclosure to the uh, three people listening, I did some improv <laughs> around the time that I found out about that. Yes, and? I told and? this one guy, and he looked... He, and, and I, I, we were having a beer at the bar at the improv place, and he was talking about all these comic book movies, and I told him about, hey, I'm a big comic book guy, bragging like I do about that. <laughs> <clears throat> and, and I told him, look, hey, have you heard about the Guardians of the Galaxy, James Gunn? He knew Slither. It was a kind of a, didn't do well commercially, but I think is a great horror movie with uh, Nathan Fillion, Elizabeth Banks, amongst others. And the guy that plays Yondu was in it. He's kind of his whoopee. James Gunn's James Gunn's Whoopi. and I said, "Look, if he pulls this off, Marvel can Marvel can do anything." And sure enough, in my yes, humble estimation, it was good. 
you, you think Guardians of the Galaxy was good? Okay. Strong, strong I'm gonna, opinion. I'm going to go out on a limb. Strong opinion. I'm going to go out on a limb. My personal opinion, I give it a thumbs up. Okay. Okay. No, no. I, I, I'm going to have to say, it pains me, but I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I I remember back when that... We went de- go ahead. Go ahead. I remember no, back when go. they were talking about doing it, you got all excited and you gave me your uh, giant hardcover edition of the was the annihilation wave yeah and said read this this is guardians of the galaxy and i read it and i was like i don't get why they're making this into a movie this doesn't seem kind of with what marvel's doing and then that thing came out and i was like oh my god yeah it's because they ignored all of that crap (laughs) it wasn't quite uh, the same thing there was some there was some beautiful things in it i was so glad i had i had actually read that that you'd given it to me because I saw some Easter eggs in there. Because they definitely drew from that. And we are way, way off track of what we were going to talk about. <laughs> and the whole reason we are is because Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad has, <laughs> has the same first letters as Squadron Supreme. Yes. And Charles's brain is mush. Um, so, Squadron Supreme. I should put a post-it note up on my computer screen up in front of me. and just squadron. We're talking about Squadron Supreme and Black Hammer, not Black Panther. Right, you did that last time, too. <laughs> and you called Power Princess Power Woman? Yeah, Power Woman, conflating a completely different DC character. Oh, yesterday was fun. So, when overall... When we left our heroes, we were yeah. talking about... We had talked a bit about Squadron. Yeah, we talked about it. Yeah, we, we, I, I think we got about at least 30 good minutes and, well, at least five good minutes and 30 plus minutes of action. Overall, I really did enjoy it. I enjoyed it because they never really, they didn't make them evil. They made them trying really hard to fix the world, even though it was glaringly obvious that everything they were doing was kind of bad. I mean, forcing brain changes on people without their permission. That's bad. Well, they gave the, the criminals a choice, right? Hey, sure. you want to get out of here? Sure. I mean, I don't know how much of a choice that is. Yeah. Hey, do you want to spend the, the next 20 to 30 years in prison? Or do you want to let us put this little brain modification machine on your head? I And I'm not even sure if there were a way to modify people's brains. The The problem was with, with their brain modification. Nope, nope. The problem was with modifying people's brains at all. Uh, my point on this is that the way they tried to change it was kind of forcing them into this narrow thing. Like when they did it to the villains. Why they've said, we can never betray the Squadron Supreme. Oh, wait. That means if the, the original members of the Squadron Supreme turn evil, you have to still obey them. Or, or that their original mission the utopian project or i think it was what it's called was evil yeah anytime you're trying to force wholesale changes on people it's borderline evil yeah i'm not even gonna say borderline it's it's a bad idea genes yes and and no go ahead sorry oh go on go on please there were a lot we i think we we talked about this a little bit before we we had our, our technical difficulties. A lot of heady political stuff going on in this, right? I mean, they literally take over the United States. Yes, they do. And so when I hear on the Twitter or people say, ah, politics in my comic books, I, <laughs> I remember the good old days. Tap the brakes there. The Squadron Supreme came out in 85 in the middle of Reagan. Yeah. So guess what? And in going back before that, you can go all the way back to Superman beating up hoodlums and people 
you know, racketeering with, you know, bad, corrupt political officials, blah, blah, blah. So, mm-hmm. uh, that, okay, and I'm done with my soapbox now. No. Well, I mean, hey, you've been watching Hawk and Bunny on Marvel Plus or, or, or on uh, Disney Plus, right? Sorry. Did you call it Hawk and Bunny? I called it Hawk and Bunny again. Sorry. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. Don't you remember hey, I called uh, it Hawk and Bunny the, uh, about a week or two ago? Cause you did. Hey, come just up so with... you know, is it still, are you still registering on your computer? Because I don't have a bar for you or me now. Uh, no, it, it appears to be recording, yeah. Okay, good. Oh, never mind. That's weird. Okay. I think right. that'll be clean. Um, yeah, no, I have not seen the, I have not seen the latest. Okay. Uh, I think I'm two or three episodes behind on. Okay. But even Falcon for Disney, even on Disney, that's very political. And I love it. Okay, that's my plug for Hawk and Bunny. Sorry. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Or Hawk and Bunny. I like Hawk and Bunny. No, I... for, some, for some reason, Winter Soldier being Bunny makes me... me because I'm, I'm guessing Hawk, Hawk, and, Hawk is the Falcon. Well, clearly. And Bunny being Winter Soldier. Yes. I told you before, yeah. it's because he's cute, like a bunny. Uh, any other thought? I mean, I, I think we've, we've kind of done a lot about this. I, I got a couple other things I jotted down. Uh, unless you have any other things you you want to hit on before before we go on to Black Hammer. No, let's talk about Black Hammer. Well, real fast before we okay. do, let me let me just get in these these bullet points that didn't come up organically that I'm gonna ram in. Oh, ram at home, buddy. Uh, ram at home. Just gonna like trying to trying to just get into the party when it's at full capacity, and I don't care. I wanna I wanna <laughs> enjoy it. Chase the night. I think a couple things to note: Squadron Supreme came out. I think. In September of 85, before Black Knight Returns and Watchmen in 86. And oh. I mention that for a reason, because both of those are now considered seminal works in deconstructing superheroes and lauded. And nobody talks about Squadron Supreme, as far as I I know. I did, I did a quick Google search this evening before we uh, met back up to do this or connected again. I didn't. There really wasn't that much of people breaking it down. So you are correct. Another tidbit: the reason I knew of this back when I was a when I was a kid, I, I don't know if, if you had these available in San Antonio where I grew up. The Winds at one point was a five and dime. It was a discount kind of store, akin to now, kind of like a Target or a, a Marshalls, but not a not a big chain. If they had a few locations in San Antonio, but they would have these value packs of comics. Mm-hmm. That would either be three to five. And you could see, of course, the outside comics, but you couldn't see the interior ones. And I, one of those had some of those that I got, because it would be like a dollar for five comic books or, or $2 for five comic books. So of course, yeah. And you would get ROM or Defenders and maybe an X-Men comic in there. But in, in, si- in the middle, I, picked, I, I got three or four of these. And I remember being fascinated by it, and I didn't pick up the rest or find out or read about the rest or read the all, all the complete 12-issue series until years later. But it always fascinated me. Uh, so that's another tidbit. Okay. Um, I That's actually was my uh, you? Ga- you gateway into comics was a value pack from Toys R Us. May it rest in peace. That, we, was, that was another place where they had the value yep. packs. You're right. It, it Toys had, R Us. And it had Secret Wars in it. Ooh. Yes. Nice. Yeah, well, we might maybe we'll read that. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the limb and say that doesn't hold up. Oh, but. it does not. Well, considering as a kid, I thought it was fairly bad. Wow, <laughs> is that was that shots fired? 
I, I, I'm pretty sure. I did. When I was going down the arc of thumbing through Squadron Supreme on Marvel Unlimited, I did come across Secret Wars 2, which came out when I was actually, actually buying, actually, actually, actually buying comic books individually. And I read some because there was, uh, the Beyonder was going through Spider-Man a few times. And that's when the godlike man had a perm. And I never did read the whole thing. I didn't read the actual Secret Wars 2 part of it. I, I read some of the comics that he was in just within the Marvel Universe. So I've got that on my list to kind of read just out of the curiosity to see what else they did with it. That's when the era of the big event started. Mm-hmm. Back in, in the 80s, in the mid to late 80s. Because something I will probably ask you to read at some point, maybe next, is Mutant Massacre. It was Mutant Massacre, then it was Fall of the Mutants, then it was Inferno for the X-Men and X-Men-related comic books, and then they just went crazy after okay. that, in well, my opinion. Well, if, you, if you're ready to say, because next time we're doing, and I don't think we've plugged it yet, next time, no, I think we did, Stumptown, we plugged that, right? Yeah. And uh, I'm reading... No, we didn't. So you're going to read Stumptown. I think we plugged it in the last first episode. And then I'm reading the... Oh, help me out here. It's a Justice League. Justice League. Justice yeah. League. Just called Justice League, the reboot mm-hmm. after Crisis on Infinite Earths. Okay. Speaking of 12-issue series. Mm-hmm. So so we can get to Black Hammer. Then the... just. I, I, I did make the note, so I, I want to put it out there. One thing I thought was nice in Squadron Supreme was at the very end of the series when they're relinquishing control back to the civilian government, the White House, the president, it's President Gardner and President and Vice President Sheldon they mentioned. And I can't help but think that was done on purpose by Mark Greenwald. Is that how we're saying his name? G-R-U-E-N-W-A-L-D, the writer. Fox Gardner was a, D, a longtime DC writer, contributor, that is credited with umpteen, being part of creating umpteen characters. He, he was, this is how old he was. He was one of the creators of the Justice Society of America. I, I, I did Google this. I'd sound like I know all this off the top of my head. <laughs> Apparently related to helping create Hawkman, Flash, Dr. Fate, Zantana, Sandman. Oh, wow. The Justice Society of America. Then, when you know the Golden Age turned into the Silver Age, Justice League of America, and then some, I think in some measure, if not in large measure, he can be credited with the multiverse idea because he, I think, wrote or was 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 in charge of Flash of Two Worlds in 1961, where you had oh, the yeah. Golden Age Flash meet the Silver Age Flash, and then Sheldon Meyer, who they say is the vice president, Vice President Sheldon, Sheldon Meyer. Helped create The Flash, Hawkman, was part of All-Star Comics and the JSA. Wow. Which, I, I, again, I, these, Mark, Mark Greenwald, I think, was probably way more into the history of comics than I am. And I can't help but think he did that as a tip of the hat. That actually makes a lot of sense. I, I do want to kind of go back because you, you came up with something that you wanted to say. I, I wanted to point out how irritated I often am. And even in this, with the depiction of the Superman type hero that doesn't get the core of the original Superman. Because they did a pretty good job with a lot of the other characters getting the core, but Hyperion's still kind of just a prick. Oh, yeah. And Superman's well, remember, not. 
and it it's one of my pet peeves where as as we know when i read it, i spider-man's my guy and when i read spider-man written by somebody that doesn't write spider-man they make him an obnoxious little asshole and i'm like that's not really who he is it's nervous jokes and he's awesome and you're fucking him over and they kind of do that in the same way, sometimes in these group books, they're like, well, he's a big, strong guy. He has to be. No, he's a he, he legitimately is a Boy Scout in all the positives that being a Boy Scout can mean with none of the negatives. Right. And if I, you I, don't I, get that, you miss the core of who Superman is. That's yeah, just I one agree. of my pet peeves of any time they do a Superman character. I get it when you take him and make him the Homelander. And I get it when you make him something to make him different. But Hyperion is just a he's just Superman. Well, hey, speaking of that, you made me remember in 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 this twelve issue limited series at the at the very end, mm-hmm. when he gets blinded, and he's flying with Power Princess. She mentions that when they did the testing on him, I guess some kind of genetic testing, they figured out that he is actually one hundred percent human. Yeah, just a perfect human, which made me immediately think of Red Sun. And the tail end of that, because I've only read that once, really, all the way through. Really? Where it turns out uh-huh. it's some kind of weird, you know, loop mm-hmm. where humanity advances, blah, 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 and then back in time, if memory serves. Yes, you're correct. He's sent back in time where he could be a god. Right. So I, so speaking of, you know, they, they made him a super man, like, uh-huh. like with a hyphen in a bad way almost, I think, <laughs> in my mind. I immediately went there because that's how I work. And then the, one last thing, just because I had it listed here, Charles, mm-hmm. they they stole the plans for the behavior mod- modification machine, the B mod machine, to to de you know so that Master Menace could then make a machine to deprogram everybody that had been brainwashed. They used that using something called a modem in 1985. <laughs> well, they had modems in and 1985, I, dude. I didn't have cable TV in 1985. I, so I understand that you didn't, but you got to remember what, what year did War Games come out? 83, 82. There no, you I go. No, so I, modems I were definitely in the modems. zeitgeist. Not, not well. I'd heard of them. I just I didn't have one. Well, I didn't no, really no. Nope. How it worked? Yeah, most people didn't have one. But remember, in War Games, oh my lord, I'm that's I can't believe I'm bringing up War Games. Matthew Broderick's character used a modem to hack into the Whopper. Right, and it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. And I, I knew of modems. I just thought, I just liked that they mm-hmm. were kind of hip to the times yeah. technolo- te- technologically. Yeah. And in fairness, in 85, you and I were but wee lads. So True, true. That's all I have to say about that. All right. Well, when last we, when last we spoke about Black Hammer, we talked about the first, what was it, six or seven issues? Correct. And what we learned then and as we mentioned before we did not bother to tell anybody about the arc we just started talking about individual portions a group of superheroes was trapped in a small town that they could not leave and we slowly learned about most of them backgrounds etc as we went on and that it ended at the end of the uh, first however many volume one it ended with the daughter of the titular black (laughs) i almost said it uh, black hammer appearing in their town i wrap that up pretty good yeah all right absolutely and in in to recap for everybody the reason they were there is because they had stopped the anti-god from destroying the universe and of course uh, uh, the earth mm-hmm. and when they when 
when Black Hammer dropped the hammer and they were all combating him, all of a sudden they all appeared there and then Black Hammer decided he wanted to leave and we find out what happened when Black Hammer tried to leave. Ooh. What happened, Hav? What happened? He uh, gets skinned alive, apparently, according to the great art done in it. <laughs> yeah, and it was, got it was, killed. It was pretty glaring. <laughs> it was pretty graphic. <laughs> well, that's no, com- that's what, no comics code on this one. That well, we talked about that last week. I I read about it, and he get the the writer brought the writer brought in an artist who does horror comic type things, and he does an incredible job. So the writer is Jeff. I'm going to probably butcher his name, Lemire, Lemire, Lemire. And the artist, I think, is Dean Ormstam, inked by, uh, or, or let's see. No, he's, he's the artist, Dean Ormstam. Colors by Dave Stewart, letters by uh, Todd Klein. Then art, colors, and letters for one issue by David Rubin. And I'm not doing that by memory. I am literally have the book in front of me. <laughs> don't don't worry. I'm not that, that encyclopedic when it comes to these things. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen that are listening, all three of you. I'm having trouble remembering what my own name is, so we're all good. Cool. So, hey, again, I love Black Hammer. Mm -hmm. And I told you when we talked before this podcast, I ain't waiting for us to talk about Volume 3. I'm going to have to pour through that probably this weekend. And I highly recommend it, having read it as well. But we were what I really liked is it opens, we talked about in the last episode your reading your thoughts on who black hammer was because they didn't do his background at all and this one just opens with black hammer's origins correct and, and so please feel free to to go and i i got a couple thoughts okay of well i i i'm just gonna draw it back to in the last episode you came up with the analog i was trying not to i knew who the analog was am i using the right term for that anyway you came up with Thor, and I said I'd have to think about it. Sure, he's got a hammer. He's Green Lantern, right? They're, they, I think they, they, like they did, like they have done with a lot of characters in Black Hammer. I think they mashed a lot together. Okay. There's Green Lantern because there's a guy that's dying mm-hmm. that gives him his magic a, a hammer, something of power mm-hmm. to wield, and then he says it's calling to him. Mm-hmm. I believe. But they do, you know, give some kind of nod towards Thor because. Mm-hmm. He smashes the hammer down and turns back into his civilian self, which is very Thor. That's that's Doctor Blake Edwards. Uh huh. I think it, that's yeah. That is from memory, I think. And I, I, and even back to the Thor thing, he basically goes to an Asgardian place when they call him up. They, and that, and we, yeah, let's go there because they smash up Asgardian. I feel like they smash up a lot of Kirby stuff. They smash up Asgardian with Eternals with. Uh, new gods, mm-hmm. all in there because you got the you got the the Starlock, which I think is a High Father slash Odin slash something else analog maybe mm-hmm. versus the Anti God, which is clearly a Dark Side analog. And there you get introduced to the Escaper, which I'm sorry, Escape Artist, Mr. Miracle. There's Whiptara. I, I wrote down her name. I didn't come up with a clear analog with her. I was thinking, because they, they don't say much about her. You find out later she dies. I don't know if she's supposed to be some kind of big Barda analog or or what. And then they also mentioned Light Rider and Warpie is a dog that looks just like Lockjaw from the Eternals. And it's all there laid out. I'm like, that is awesome. I love these guys. I love this comic book. 
I do too. One of the other things I loved is we pointed out that he was clearly a Silver Age, or we talked about Black Hammer clearly being a Silver Age type comic hero. And I love the fact that he is a more Black Panther than some of the other Black superheroes 60-ish types. Because instead of a former drug dealer who decided to use his uh, superpowers he found in prison to fight for what is right by hiring out as a superhero, instead he's a social worker who gets powers. So he's already a good dude. Gotcha, because you know what? I was going to say, I thought of Power Man, uh-huh. given that he's living in, mm-hmm. in a bad part of town, helping out, trying to sure. do right by the community. But you're right, Power Man did was kind of a hero for... They had a comic book called Heroes for Hire. Mm-hmm. A hero for hire. I, I thought of Power Man. I did not. I didn't think of Black Black Panther, but I did like. The the only reason I, he I combine him with Black Panther is because he doesn't have that quote criminal background, and Black Panther obviously doesn't either. Even Falcon, I'm sorry, Hawk also had in the comics had a criminal background. It was a very nice, thoughtful update from the MCU that they're like, no, 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 he's a veteran. <laughs> We're going to make him a veteran. We're not going to get into that weird, sure, we have a black superhero, but, you know, they've got this questionable past. So, which I will say, though, it it makes it interesting going back to Falcon when he becomes Captain America, uh, however many years ago that was, fairly recently, that did come up, his past. I don't, I don't, I did not read, I, I was not reading monthlies at the time. So mm-hmm. I, I did read about that. Yeah. Uh, and I know, I know that Bucky took over for a while too, right? Yeah, Bucky took over originally when Captain America was killed. Falcon took over when Captain America was de-aged by the by losing the. I I don't know. It's comics. I can't remember exactly why. All of a sudden, not de-aged. He 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 lost the super super serum super soldier serum and became his actual age. Say that fast three times. Yeah, I couldn't even say it once slowly. So that's when that's when Sam took over. And that was, of course, leading into, oh, something I may make you read. Is it the Hydra stuff? It was. I, I was, I was, I was, that piqued my interest. I was it, like, okay, because that was something different, right? It, it, it was different and it was good. That that did pique my interest. Yeah, I, no, I it, it was different it and it was good. I really enjoyed it. I also enjoyed people going, well, Captain America can't be. It's like give the give them a chance it's just like people when they came out that dr octopus was going to take over spider-man and everybody was like oh my god that's gonna be the worst thing that ever happened and and they're saying it's permanent well of course they're saying it's permanent you don't go into it saying hey it's always going to be dr octopus is always going to be spider-man from now on and everybody loses their mind they uh-huh. make thor a woman uh-huh make you know cap is hydra <laughs> Make Thor, a, make Thor a frog. Oh my God! What are y'all doing to my my treasured comic book property? You don't, you're destroying it. You're destroying my childhood. I, I, you don't know the character. I, I love that. It, I should write it in episode two. A Phantom Menace. Throg has already come up. All hail Throg. <laughs> right. No, like the what is it? The the Phantom fandom or whatever. The people that hate Star Wars now. Oh yeah. You know what? Yeah, Enjoy I, it or don't, but you know what? It's if if you're that invested into it, it I, I've I've said this on the on the Twitter. Everybody needs to calm down. When people go off on, hey, if that Bruce Wayne really cared about Gotham, he would have invested in 
in charity and infrastructure and uh, it's a comic book. He dresses up like a bad and fights crime. Well, and, and the fun thing is, if you read a lot of Batman comic books, he also does that. Right. The Wayne Absolutely. Foundation is very involved in doing all of those things, trying to fight crime through helping people find work and bringing industry to Gotham. But he also really, really has okay. a beating up bad guys fetish. Leave the man alone. No judgments. He likes he likes dressing up and going out at night. Okay? Uh, clearly. Who doesn't? Who? who hey. I, I'm going to try to bring back capes. Not like Batman and with a cow. I'm just going to start wearing capes. <laughs> kind of like Victorian era gentlemen used to. Only if you use hey, a walking uh, Charles, stick. I hate to do this, but Charles, can we pause real fast? Sure. And I'm back. All right. So where were we? Okay. So uh, we went down a, a rabbit trail there talking about stuff. But to bring it back home, Black Hammer died trying to leave this weird purgatory mini universe weird town they're in and then lucy his daughter who was trying to find said superheroes which are you know you got lucy who is uh, golden gale correct yeah yes you have golden gale you have, you have slam abraham slam you have talkie walkie the android yes you have barbalian the martian manhunter and you have uh, Captain Weird. Was that his name, Captain Weird? Did not remember. Colonel. Colonel. Oh, I'm. So, I see. I apologize, sir. And of course, Madam Butterfly, Dragonfly. No, Madam Dragonfly, but Madam oh, Butterfly is apparently a great stage play that I have not seen. I don't really need to write some of this stuff down. So yeah, they're and they're, they're speaking of we were talking about this. This is I think again good because analogs in Squad, uh, Squad of Supreme. Uh huh. Other analogs for Colonel Weird that I did not think about last time. Adam Strange, Buck Rogers, Flash Gordon, before he gets all weird and dead man, Spectre-like. Uh, oh, wow. Before that, you yeah. see more of him being the crusading, space-adventuring super astronaut. Oh, my. You know, you're, you're dead on. A matter of fact, this is the jump. He's the jump from how do you make the Golden Age Buck Rogers or Flash Gordon or whomever into the Silver Age. And yeah, and now he's that. Colonel Weird. That's brilliant. Well done, you. Well, thanks. And then, well, well done, um, Mr. Lemire. We decided it's Lemire as the author. I'm gonna go with Lemire. I Lemire. like the way that okay. sounds, but I that's, could be butchering his name. Well, I butcher names. I don't like to, but everybody needs a hobby. Hey, and then other analogs. While we're while we're kind of just generally on the topic, Charles. Before mm -hmm. I forget, Madam Dragonfly. I know we talked about you know the the House of Mystery last time, but Zantana DC. Mm -hmm. Not that I know anything about Madam Xanadu, but I, I remember seeing something on the Twitter about her as apparently another magic based DC property character. And then Scarlet Witch, maybe throwing it out there. I don't know. Okay, but that's it for that. Crazy woman that uses magic, Scarlet Witch, uh, kind of follows. A little bit. So I I like how they finally get into kind of what went on from in, in the battle that Black Hammer had the choice to go off and fight anti-God with the rest of the group that he was a part of out in the universe. And instead he chose to go to his daughter's birthday party. Yeah, family over, over job. Which, of course, caused and them his, to lose his, the battle. Yeah, his his... I guess adoptive father Starlock says, "Hey, we need you. Mm -hmm. Stuff's getting real. Anti God's attacking us." And then we find out later, Golden Gale had made a family. She had Captain Golden, Golden Gary. There was a duck apparently involved, and a female 
also that was like a Mary Marvel maybe they get killed also on top of the analogs for New Genesis or or whatever and so does Y Force that we get introduced to which I think is pretty easy to see as kind of an X Force nod and they get they get killed too yeah a lot of people die and a lot of people are going to die at the end of the world hey Charles little secret everybody dies just so you know what? Sorry, I know. I'm gonna. Need, I'm gonna need a minute. So yeah, no, I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm I, I've got it pulled up on my iPad, uh, looking at the scene where he's facing Black Hammer's facing anti God, and I yeah. love that he ends it just by hitting him in the head with a hammer. Yeah, he just slams a hammer down on him. It's over. <laughs> Does that mean he could have done that and saved everybody? Had he just not gone to his little girl's birthday party? <laughs> Evidently, that that's kind of why Starlock, Starlock, his his celestial father, was like, "No, dude, you need to come here." No, really, uh, this is gonna take like five minutes. All just, you have to do just is come over come here, here with a hammer, hit the dude with a hammer, and then go to the birthday party. Hit him with your weird Green Lantern slash Mjolnir. How do you say it? Mjolnir. And let's get done with this. <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch my little girl. Unwrap presents and blow out some candles. You guys, you guys, you guys can handle this. You're, you're, you're big gods, new gods. You got, you, you got this. Hey, something I have written down before I forget because I'm afraid I'm going to. Colonel Weird also makes explicit mention that he's he's going to have a mystery in space, which was a comic book series that DC had back in the day, and I thought that was a nice nod. Oh, okay. Uh, tour, and I think that was the one that starred for a, a long, a long time, Adam Strange. So I thought that was nice too. Sorry for the weird tangent there. No, that that's tangent, okay. Changing subjects. No, that that's great. So that kind of gets us through episode seven or episodes. Sure, we, we we've done some of these. I don't remember apparently. Uh, you mean podcast seven or <laughs> no? Or, I issue. I mean issue seven of that, Black Hammer. Of Black Hammer, yeah. They're trapped there, and then then they do. That's when they kind of get into the whole opening. Of the next issue, which was Gale and the whole Marvel, uh, Captain Marvel family. I'm sorry. Shazam, Captain Marvel. Yeah, which, the... by the way, she says Zephram to turn into Golden Gale. Okay. I'm glad we got that worked out. And then out. we see that... I am really fixated on the duck. I want a whole comic book just about the Golden family duck in Solo Adventures. And I want it now. Yeah, no, that that's beautiful. When, when you do this, did, wasn't there a, uh, that's what I was trying to say. Didn't the uh, Marvel, Please the Captain Marvel family, what, didn't they have a dog? Oh, yeah, there was no, Tawny the Tiger, I think. I, I'm not a big okay. Captain Marvel Shazam aficionado. There was uh-huh. Tawny the Tiger back in the Golden Age. And then I think when Jeff Johns did his thing, they had like a literal tiger at mm-hmm. some point, maybe. Mm-hmm. And there's always been super pets, right? Oh, yeah. Crypto. Crypto. You had the bat dog. I forget his his or her name. So, yeah. No, I, I, I'm i not knocking it. I'm uh, just... I, no, I think... I, I, I agree. Really... It was great. I, I do like how she ha- she's retiring. I mean, here here's this middle-aged woman who's been converting back into a child to fight crime for so long and kind of wants out of it. She says the magic word and she's, you know, in her 50s, presumably. What do you think? Are you are you thinking fifties? That's what I was thinking. Oh yeah, yeah. She's she's in her fifties. I would she I would guess. To smoke. Go, 
goes to a bar and then goes to visit her her arch nemesis Sherlock Frankenstein. Which, speaking of characters, I want to see more about. <laughs> that is high on the list. And they uh, have a torrid, although I think kind of sweet love affair. Oh no! Yeah, from, no. From it, the little we get to see of it, it really, it really is sweet. And that's been a trope in some of these other comics. I can't remember some other comics that are. Uh, not Marvel and DC will have a character and the hero and the villain get together. Hey, Batman, Catwoman, man. Oh, that's true. I didn't think about that. I, I've never really thought of Catwoman in the comics as that big a villain. She's more of a circumstances kind of bad person. Hey, the good bad guys never think they're a bad guy, right? That's true. That's true. But really, if you're stealing yeah. jewelry from uber rich people, are you really doing crime? No. You're not, actually. I think that's on the books. I think that's a law. <laughs> you don't get prosecuted. They're like, wait, how rich were they? <laughs> oh, no, here. It's I'm sorry. fine. Let's see. What else we Oh, so going back to Lucy, mm-hmm. which is the dog, and with the character that is, she's old, he thinks all of them are kind of resigned to their fates, and she's like, no, let me, let me dig into this. And she goes to the library, and I think it was fascinating. All the books are blank. I think that is such mm-hmm. a great horror movie kind of thing. And the librarian just kind of like, I don't know what happened. Must be a misprint. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's and that's it. They're like, okay, now things are getting spooky and cool. No, it, it's good. I do like how she refuses to accept the, nope, we're just here. I don't I don't know what to tell you. Sorry. Whatevs. Cause... Well, and then Abraham Slam, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. His, his, his little utopia... Huh. You like that callback to uh, Squadron <laughs> Supreme? Yeah, I do. His 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 utopia of, of the Black Hammer Farm is kind of falling away because he gets accused of murdering Sheriff Trueheart, That's and then true. his girlfriend, his uh, Sheriff Trueheart's ex, she's like, "Oh, we're we need a break. I think you might have killed him." Well, that's it's understandable. Just saying that Abraham Slam accused of murder, mm-hmm. then. Madam Dragonfly, of course, comes in and mind wipes everybody. Oh yeah, well that's that's what she do. Another uh, hey, another call back to the squad. Just mind wiping people, you know, yeah. like you do. I I'm really loving in this whole arc that these issues, the fleshing out the background of these characters. When, when you look at, we find out where Talkie Walkie comes in because he's ref- she. Sorry, not not meaning to misgender the robot. She is insisting on discovering what's going on and continue to do what she's doing. And then Colonel Weird ends up killing her. And then we get the whole background of her and where they met and how she saved his life on the planet of technology. All these robots. I've never felt sadder for a robot. But then she wakes up on a spaceship. Right. Well, that killed that killed me when he killed her. When Colonel Weird... Uh-huh. In the barn, killed it, killed, killed her, killed mm-hmm. Talkie Walkie. That that came out of nowhere. I love, absolutely love the heart of this comic. The depth that they go into the characters. We were talking about how each issue seems to kind of go into other issues, uh, uh, other backgrounds of the character, fleshing out everything because we we got so bare bones as it started out, and he's just so built this world in a beautiful way. And not just the small town that Lucy coming in is proving is even emptier than it seems, but the deep background that they all have. Uh, so we learn where Talkie Walkie comes from, 
we learned that not only did not only did Abraham Slam have trouble jumping from Golden Age to Silver Age, he had a whole lot of trouble jumping into the uh, <laughs> extreme nineties. The jacket, the jacket with uh, the, the leather jacket and a lot of pockets. It was so awesome that you talked about that in our first episode. I did. Uh huh. Right. Because I, 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 we were talking about, we were talking about neither one of us really read that much during the extreme nineties, and you mentioned that yeah, the jacket with all the pockets and the. And by the way, again for the three people listening, I swear on you know anything that matters i didn't i hadn't read this volume i didn't no, know this was coming i know you hadn't that that's why it cracked me up when when i was just looking at it just now because uh on that little break we took i was thumbing through the pages of it and i was looking at it again and i was like oh man that's right he brought up jackets and pockets yeah the only thing it would have been better is if they would have done it the, the art would have been changed in style for that era and not and again not the, the art or the art is awesome yeah but if they would have done the you know don't show feet because we don't like drawing feet or just everybody's proportions are way out of whack kind of thing that that could have been fun that the, that could have been if i can you know you spoke about the heart uh-huh sorry about that that's I'm okay sure that picked the guy that got picked up uh-huh. you talked you talked about the heart Yes, it is. It I you are in. I am invested. I don't. I'm not going to speak for anybody else. But mm-hmm. you are invested in these characters. It is a great whether it's Barb Alien and the him being rejected by the priest, oh, or, man. or or Gale uh-huh. being stuck in the body of a ten year old, uh-huh. nine year old uh-huh. when she's in her mid to the late now now sixties presumably, uh-huh. and having missed. Her love affair with with uh, uh, Franken- uh, Sherlock Frankenstein, Talkie Walkie getting betrayed by Colonel Weird. No, there's a lot on top. So there's that, and then just the you obviously know Jeff Laramie knows knows a little bit about comic books because uh-huh. he is jam packing this oh, stuff man. with I don't know if they're Easter eggs or homages or analogs or just everything smashed up together because it is a love story love song comic book to anybody that really loves comic books amen it, it really is it, it's i i told you going into this it's one of my favorite comic books i've read in the last however many years and this is why it does everything a comic book can do as an art form it, it really it, and and speaking of it makes me want to learn more about these ancillary characters uh-huh. i'm not joking i, I want to know more about what what the heck is the origin story of Sherlock Frankenstein? Good news, Why Hav. Why is there a duck in the Golden Family? Good news, Hav. I want it. What? Good news. That's being fleshed out, I believe. What is? All these questions you're asking. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I. No, but well, and and hey, to again to bring it back home. Hey, guess why there was a Squadron Supreme twelve issue series in the eighties. Because what? the Squadron Supreme had made appearances in the seventies, and they they were cool and different, and rightfully so. Marvel thought, "Hey, I think people want to see more of this." And thankfully, DC didn't sue them into the ground for stealing <laughs> their intellectual property, and were cool about it. As opposed to when they sued, you know, Fawcett Comics into the ground over 
Captain Marvel. That, that's a whole different story. But no, it, that's how good this is. I want to see more about just Black Hammer. I want to see more about the 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 uh, Madam Dra- Dragonfly, Abraham Slam in, interacting with Y Force, would be great. Anyways, okay, I'm done. Sorry. <laughs> no, don't be done. I completely agree with you. It is wonderful. Oh, there's also the part where Lucy is investigating the town and the couple passes her twice. Do you remember that part? Yes. The old couple? Uh-huh. So you get the deja vu, kind of like, what? okay, more mystery. What What is really going on here? Is this some kind of matrixy, made-up construct? Obviously, this is made up to the matrix. So you get the repeater, you uh-huh. know, black cat. Oh, yeah. but now it's an old couple, like, you know, with the, with the wife or the, the female of the couple looking the ice cream and uh, just more just drawing you in. Well, so you, good. you also, you also get, go around with Madam Butterfly popping in and out in areas and correcting problems. So you're starting to get an idea of who might be behind what's going on, right? Holy crap. I did not think of that. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I really, and it's okay. I'm not that smart. You know that. Well, no, I just, it was when I read it the first time, I was like, oh, wait a minute. She's doing these things. She's coming into this thing and she's kind of controlling this. So you have no way of knowing See, whether I'm lying or not. I don't think I'm lying. Well, you've read more. You, have you read everything Black Hammer that's out there? I've read, I had read this before and I had read the next one before. Okay. And, and of course, don't spoil it for me. No, I'm. Doing my darndest. The fact that I, I, you know, last, you know, compendium, last, our last discussion, she had left her man thing um, slash a swamp thing, you know, lover. So I don't, I I, I didn't, that's why I don't think I went there. I I, Mm -hmm. I feel like she's been transported here against her will. And that's why I I don't, and that's why I'm going to make the excuse that I didn't think that she's behind this. But maybe I missed some, maybe I missed well, she's clearly she's that. clearly involved in this. I'm not necessarily saying she's behind this. There's okay. There's more going on than what you're taking away from what I said. Because also, Colonel Weird clearly knows things that are going on. So the two of them well, have Colonel more Weird, knowledge about what is going on and why they're there. Okay, I I, I can appreciate that. I in Colonel Weird, like we talked about, I think last time, he mm-hmm. is a man out of time. Mm-hmm. He he is very Doctor Manhattan-y in that regard. Yeah, he, except he's except he's still. Things. He's still holding on to his humanity. That's why he can't live in the loop world the way Manhattan have, where all time is a is a flat circle. And he's hearing everything all at once, all the time, about everything. Colonel Weird's also doing that, only his mind did not warp. It's still human, and let's be honest, none of us can handle that. Yeah, you might you might go insane. Yeah, to put it mildly. Yeah, especially... And when, especially when you're a ghostly apparition floating around, bouncing from place to place and apparently time to time, which sounds horrific. It does not sound fun at all. No, but okay, hold on. Let's, let's tell me, t- talk to me more about Madam, Madam Dragonfly, because I, did, I didn't pick up at all. And again, not, not that I'm the, the greatest uh, detective in the world, because even though I'm a big Batman fan and, and underrated superhero that needs more in, in the comic book pages. Detective Chimp needs more from from DC. I They should reboot I their that, entire I, DC movie-verse with Detective Chimp. Just as as their their lead. Mhm. I would I would be I would camp out well, for the movie. So, Madam Butterfly 
kills the sheriff. Because she's a because, because he's a well. Okay, good point. Because why can't she just mind wipe him? I didn't Th- think of that. She that's a very him. good why question. Did, why not just she, mind wipe him? But but why? Yeah. Arlo, d- does he come into her house? Let me let me read you what she says to him. Because she comes to his house. He says, you, you, you're under arrest for trespassing. She says, no, I'm not. You see, it's you who are in trouble, Sheriff. You've developed too much free will. You've become the one thing I cannot allow here. A supervillain. And then she Ooh. turns. See? I completely glossed over, read she, that too quickly. Yeah. She can't allow it. Then we get to see her boobs, which I'm always for. Although they're really not doing much for me. You're, you're just a boob hound. Yeah. Uh. I, I, gosh darn it, son of a gun. And, and then I'm, she appears I'm and, to it right now. You're, then she appears and tells the cops to, that he's free to go. He's okay. This is not the droids. These are not the droids <laughs> yeah, you're looking she for. She totally Jedi mind tricks them. So I just completely missed that. I, that's again, I'm glad I get to talk to you about these things. Well, okay. So then I guess, again, you know more about this, but she's not there because she wants to be. No. As far as I'm concerned, based on what I've read so far, no, she's not there. So now she I'm. So now I'm wondering why she offs, she kills, murders Sheriff Trueheart again. Great name for a, a bad person, but maybe he's not even a real person. See, now you got me going all over the place. So as they leave the police station, and Slam asks her, "What the? What are you doing, Dragonfly?" And she said, "I'm setting you free." He he says that she can't do that. And she says, actually, I can do whatever I want, Abraham. How powerful is she? Okay. All right. Hey, you got me. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's a contest. I'm just saying you got... I I was... Mm, I, I glossed over that whole part. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to definitely read Volume 3 this weekend. Or <laughs> whatever the next one is. Just so you know. Okay. And, and we, can, uh, we can touch on it in our next... In our next episode. Sure. No, and and again, our, so our next episode, I have asked you to read the Justice League reboot mm-hmm. after Infinite Crisis. Which, Just- which I told you off, off the podcast that I feel personally attacked by this, right? You remember that. And I'm going to drop because. this here because by the time we do this, that, and it's released, I'll have had two vaccinations and I'll have had a haircut. But Guy Gardner's haircut is very similar to what I have been forced to with COVID haircuts when my ex-girlfriend and my sister have cut my hair. You're just bragging about having ex-girlfriends, I think. <laughs> well, you brag about having a wife. Well, you, you know, you got to brag about what, what you can. That's about all I got going for me. She's obviously the best thing that's ever happened to me. I, I, think, I think everybody would agree that I, knows me. You, have a wonder, you are married to a wonderful lady, so I would agree with that. I don't know if it's the be- if it's the best thing that's ever happened to you, but it's as far as I know it is. Yeah, trust me. No, really, like a country mile. Hey, how so? Your haircut's that bad, huh? No, it's. I told you. I told you. I can. I can fix it with product, but the basic haircut is similar to that. You. You also uh, identify as a redhead. Well, I don't identify as a redhead. I just point out that your comments about redhead is racist. I have made. Ill-advised comments about redheads, and I've used the word ginger, and that they lack souls yes. in the past. And I yes. regret those. And I'm going to say that now in this podcast. As well you should. As well you should. So no, I, I don't really have red hair. I do have, uh, I, I guess I, I started out with uh, strawberry blonde hair as a kid. It's gotten darker over the years, as a, as many blondes do. 
and blue eyes and freckles. So I kind of, I feel their pain. As opposed to me that has uh, black, black, brown hair and just grain all the time. My beard now, just so you know, I, I know it's been a bit since we've hung out. Oh, yeah. The whole... You know, pandemic. the The beard is uh, on the on the sides uh-huh. gray, just straight gray. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lose the beard over because I'm I'm lazy and don't like shaving. You know, one of the reasons why I'm shaving more often now. Why? The gray hair in my beard. Vanity. <laughs> oh no, dude! I'm so vain. You're not gonna pull. I do. You're not gonna I, pull Ronald Reagan, are you? I, no, no, no. I do think the song was about me though. That is a great song, by the way. Yeah, number one song in America the week I was born. Really? Yeah. That's a that's a that's a good happenstance coincidence. Yes. Coincidence, dinky. Yes. I think they say. Yeah, it was. I I find it amusing. So because I I right. am vain, I do I do kind of care about the way I look. I'm weird that way. I I do care about the way I look. I I, uh, Julie. My wife is Julie. I I think I mentioned her name. Mm-hmm. She may sometimes be surprised but i i because i can go from i feel like i can go from dressing to the nines i don't know where that phrase comes from i'm gonna google that after this i can go from looking pretty sharp to dressing in my convoke t-shirts and blue jeans and hoodie and looking pretty derelict i think and i think that's what's shocking because there's not a lot of in between i i try to look good when i'm wearing my comic book t-shirt and blue jeans okay well that was a shot at me I, I no it wasn't i was just saying that i i try to look just, I try to look nice whenever I'm wearing. You're, you're saying I, I look bad when I wear comic books. <laughs> comic book t-shirts. I, okay. That, that hurts a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I don't think I have any comic book oh. t-shirts. I've got a bunch of Star Wars t-shirts. I, I'm actually wearing a Star Wars t-shirt right now. I, I'm rocking a Batman. Are you? Okay. I I got to be honest. A lot of I don't like a lot of the Star Wars t-shirts. Uh, not the Star Wars. Obviously, I like the Star Wars t-shirts. I'm wearing one. Um, I don't like a lot of the comic book t-shirts for my personal style. Of t-shirts hey, that I like. Have, you know what? You have a similar... They're not the same. Uh-huh. It's not like we went shopping together. Wow, we are down a weird... This is great. Bunny <laughs> trail here. We, you have a faded Superman t-shirt too. I know you do. I don't. Superman emblem. No. Uh, you. I swear to God I saw you wear that like five, ten years ago. Don't believe I have a five Superman years. t-shirt. No. Oh, I swear. Okay. Okay. Maybe not. Don't listen to me. Uh, I'll dig through my and t-shirts, but God, that I is not striking. I don't want to buy. Sorry. I I'll dig through my t-shirts, but I don't think that's one I own. So this is a, a nice uh, little tangent. Yes, yes, it was. I don't know. Do we need to say anything more? I guess we should uh, point out that the volume that we just read of Black Hammer. Hammer. Boy, how how do you, I got to pause every time? Ended. Not Black Panther. Not. Black any black lightning. Black hawk. Oh wait, no. Uh Falcon. Sorry. Whatever. It's Black Hammer. Yes, it it's it's Black Hammer. You want to tell how it ends? So Lucy's frustrated. I I I get the sense from what I remember reading it one time. Lucy's frustrated and she's missing her dad and then she's kind of thinking about him and then realizes maybe he or something's calling to her goes to the edge of the farm where the hammer is just laying there and i realizes no it may be her dad calling to her and the hammer well and picks it up and guess what she's a new black hammer and you remember that the in in his origin black hammer's origin he says the hammer is calling to him 
Absolutely. So, and it just ends with her saying, no, Abraham. Well, he goes, Lucy? And he, she says, no, Abraham. I'm the Black Hammer, and I remember everything. Yes. That was, I just. And, I and that's why you're going to read the next volume. <laughs> I literally just got chills when you said that, because that's how great of an ending it was. I'm not joking. I got chills like I get chills when I see certain movies or certain things on the TV or read certain things again. You know, it, it was a great it was a great ending that just makes you want to read more, which is what good comic books do. Yes. Yeah. But you've got to give everyone a reason to pick up the next episode and ending it on that kind of, oh, wait, we're going to finally find out what the F is going on. is right. a pretty good way to end the issue. It, it, it really was. And hey, just real fast, just not, not that we paired these two together because we didn't no. at all. No. Uh, but real consequences in these comic books. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Characters characters die. Mm-hmm. There, there are real things that happen, which is happenstance that these two, that we talked about these two together. But yeah, I just, I just think that was interesting and a good coincidence that we're talking about Squadron Supreme and Black Hammer, where Black Hammer died, the name of the comic book, and then in Squadron Supreme, of course, you know, a lot of people died. And both, you know, homages to, to other properties. Yeah. Or mashups of. That's the one thing that's great about comic books, is they ruthlessly steal from other people. And I, I, I truly mean that it's made it wonderful, because throughout comic book history... They take the good from other comic books and put it in their own, and it makes it wonderful. I was going to say, in a good way. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I I mean, I was being kind of me with the way I said it, but I I truly love it. It makes it fun. It's like I said before. Oh, good. Oh, I was just going to say it's an homage more than anything when they do it. It is an homage, but you know what? If here's what I if there if you haven't read a comic book before you read this, I don't think it matters. Oh, no. You could absolutely read this and just be like, wow, this is awesome. And if you're like me and you're in your mid-40s and have read a fair amount and know a little bit more about stuff that came before you you you, you started reading comic books, it's even better. And I, I would hope and wonder if you, you read about it and then read more about it because not to belabor a, a point, but the, the internet is awesome. And the fact that when in 1985, when, when, or when I read Squadron Supreme, I couldn't Google Hyperion <laughs> and figure out, you know, it, it wasn't very hard to figure out he was a Superman analog, but I, you knew that, but hey, he had appeared in the seventies in, in Avengers and blah, blah, blah. If, if that happens to anybody that reads it now, great. If you, if you, if you read black hammer, well, you should read, everybody should read black hammer as far as I'm concerned, but it, that, that's how good it is. But it, if, if it, if it gets people to read other stuff, great. I, I agree. So you want to talk about what I'm going to make you read after Stumptown? Sure. Okay. Because I, I made. Gonna, have I suggest? Have I said anything about? No, what you haven't, read after? and it doesn't matter. You can tell me later. But I came up with what I think I'm going to read. I'm going to go off of kind of away from what I've been doing, which was obviously starting with Black Hammer, completely off the beaten path, but still superhero. And then I went Stump Town, not even superhero comics, detective comic, and I'm going back to pure superhero, but we're going to do it on a little different, and it's going to be fairly new. It's a uh, Hawkeye from 2012. Huh. I remember the comic book covers. I don't think I picked it up. 
it, I think I was still picking up monthlies back then. It is. The covers are interesting. It is a down-to-earth. Let's look at the inner, the the life of Hawkeye, the Avenger, with literally no superpowers. I at least I cool. think that's what I'm going to have you read, and because I started reading that yesterday, I think the first episode, and I was like, oh yeah, I, I loved this. And this was another one I picked up at the library, just a graphic novel of. And ooh, speaking of, mm-hmm. did you get a library the- card? The library. Did you get a Guess library? Guess who card? has a Dallas Public Library card? Oh, thank goodness. Oh, Yours about truly. To. I. Thank goodness. It's gonna make this a lot easier for you. Cause you know what I just got. I, I have to go pick up at the library at their uh, curbside pickup. The next three volumes of Stumptown. Nice. Well, I read the first one on Hoopla. They don't have the next one, so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna see if the library's. Got it in hardcover or uh, actual comic book, and they did. So they're waiting for me. Gotcha. Okay, so I'm gonna read Hawkeye from the early 2010s. Then is that what you're saying? It's uh 2012. What what year? 2012. 2012. Yeah, I'll I'll get um, I'll, offline. I'll get it to you more. But it it's really they're really good. <laughs> no, I was gonna say I think I'm gonna I'm gonna stay on the same kind of track we're on, mostly because I kind of want to reread it anyway. Okay. It's selfish because I haven't read it in a long time. I'm gonna go Mutant Massacre. Okay. All right. Mutant have, Massacre. Did you, did you read any of it when it came out back nope. in the day? I don't know anything about Mutant Massacre, so I take it that's Marvel. It is. It's and it, it is. Uh, it is Uncanny X-Men, New Mutants. I think there's a Thor and some Power Pack ha! in there. Sorry, hey, which has gotten a, a reboot, I think, here recently. That's awesome. No, I was laughing because that's yeah. awesome if it has a power pack issue in there. I think it may. I think it does. Uh, it's been awesome. a while, and it's one of the. Fr- it's it's early in the Marvel. We're gonna do a big summer crossover when it was just a summer and not a year long event. Which, okay. in hindsight, I think is genius because guess who wasn't in school during the summer? Yeah. And I was just buying everything I could find that said. Mutant Massacre, which probably should have alarmed my parents a little more than it did. Why is he buying all these comic books that say Mutant Massacre? Awesome. I will I will put that on the list to read after I read uh, Justice League. Justice League. Or finish reading Justice it's League. Called just, it's, it's called Justice League. This Justice League thing, is that like a popular comic? I'm, I'm, I'm not really it's, familiar with it. It's not Suicide Squad. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I may not well, have hey, uh, problems saying the name Justice League when we're talking about this next episode the way I did with I uh, would love Squadron Supreme. You, you, I will pay you five. I will buy the first beer we have together in person if you purposely conflate Justice League with Suicide Squad next <laughs> podcast. Just, just, as a, just as a gag. <laughs> if you have the wherewithal to do that, my friend, I, you deserve a pint. Okay. I'll try to remember. <laughs> okay. Hey, everybody that's been listening, this has been, uh, are we calling it episode two or podcast two? It's episode two. I've been calling it episode, episode. two. Yeah. Hey, this has been episode two of uh, Ivan Charles Talk Comics. We hope you enjoyed it. Thank you very much for listening.